So let's get started. I just got home from the Capitals' 5-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Proving it, if you will, to borrow a term from the game of horse. Backing up their Stanley Cup final championship, their Stanley Cup championship, with this 5-2 victory over the Vegas Knights, who fall to 1-3 on the season. The Capitals improved to 2-0-1 and increased their point total to 5 for the season. Big night. The Capitals had five days off since their loss, their overtime loss to the their arch-rival Pittsburgh Penguins. Quiet first period, that is, until about 35 seconds left in the period. The 1925 mark, Evgeny Kuznetsov, the phenom, scored a power play goal, his third goal of the season, and made it 1-0 headed into the first intermission. Midway through the second period, Alex Ovechkin scored his third goal of the season, uh, with an assist from Kuznetsov and Brett Connolly, making it 2 nothing at the 10-18 mark. Well, 31 seconds later, Cody Eakin scored an unassisted goal on Braden Holby and cut that lead to 2-1, which is what the score was headed to the third period. Now that is where some scoring went on. Nicholas Backstrom scored a power play goal five minutes into the period. His first goal of the year. Again, another assist from Evgeny Kuznetsov and John Carlson. Then, two minutes exactly later, seven minutes and eight seconds in, Riley Smith scored his first goal of the season, and it was 3-2 caps. Well, then Ovi scored his second goal of the game, his fourth of the season, again on assists from Evgeny Kuznetsov and Brett Connolly, making it 4-2. And then with about two minutes left, Oshi, All-American hero, scored his fourth goal of the season, an empty netter, making it 5-2, and the caps never looked back. That pretty much sealed it. It's a late night. These 8 o'clock starts on NBC are a killer when you're uh, in the media. It means I get home around 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, my takes from the game are Kuznetsov is a beast. Third goal of the year. Four-point night with a power play goal and three assists. Backstrom had his first goal of the season and an assist, so he got two points. Ovi had two goals, giving him four for the season. He and Oshi are tied with four goals, and Kuznetsov's right behind him with three. Another thing I take away from this is that the Caps are really good, and they are picking up right where they left off in the finals last year. Another capacity crowd tonight at Capital One Arena. Like I said, Evgeny Kuznetsov, TJ Oshi uh, called him a top five player in the, the league in the world. When we asked... Kuznetsov about uh, his top five status, he had this to say. 
No, I don't give a shit about that. Like I said, to be MVP, you have to you have to work hard 365 in a year. But uh, I'm not ready for that. I, I want to have fun and I want to make those risky plays when sometimes you don't have to play. And you guys don't understand every time those plays. It's it's not easy to make. But uh, to be MVP in this league, you you have to play even even better. You you have to go next level. It's it's not easy. And the more important you have to. Stay focused 365, but that's that's not my style. Now, regardless of what he thinks uh, goes into being an MVP, he definitely has it. Even if that's not, quote, not his style, uh, he definitely has what it takes to be an MVP. Pretty even everywhere uh, everywhere else on the stat sheet. Uh, Vegas had 31 shots on goal, Washington 29. Vegas had 38, 138 faceoffs, Washington 136. Vegas was on the power play for six minutes. Capitals were on the power play for eight minutes. Now, the big difference, besides the scoreboard, was Washington dished out 31 hits to Vegas' 19. The Caps were definitely the more physical team tonight, and it showed up everywhere. I think the sky is the limit for this team. The only thing that could really beat this team coming into this season was complacency. And through three games, we've seen that that is not what we're going to get. Through three games, the Capitals have scored seven, six, and five goals. That's 18 goals in three games. And they've only allowed nine. They're outscoring their opponents at a two-to-one pace. Can they keep it up? That's pretty tough to do. I'm aware. It's only three games into the season. But they could be a lot worse off. They could be the one-and-three Vegas Knights experiencing the runner-up hangover. Uh, that is very real, and that's a lot more real, I think, than the championship hangover that everyone thought the Capitals might have. They play tomorrow night in New Jersey at 7, and they're back home Saturday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs and John Tavares. We'll see what the Capitals have. Like I said, they're 2-0-1 to start the season with 5 points, second place in the Metropolitan Division. We'll see what they have in store for tomorrow night. Again, a back-to-back. I'm not really a fan of these. Their first four games, they had... Home to Boston to start the season. Next night, they go to Pittsburgh and lose. Tonight, they host the Vegas Knights after five days off. And then tomorrow, they have to go to New Jersey and play. Their first two games back-to-back, and then they get five days off, and then two more back-to-backs. Not really a fan of it. The schedule evens out a little bit more after that for a while before they have to go on a four-game road trip. They have Toronto, New York, Rangers, that is, and the Florida Panthers at home to Saturday, Wednesday, Friday. Then they go on a road trip to end the month. First, they start off in Vancouver. Then they go to Edmonton, then Calgary, then Montreal before coming back. They're gone from... They play on Friday, October 19th at home, and they're not home again until Saturday, November 3rd. So they got about two weeks on the uh, two-week road trip coming up here. So hopefully they can head into it 6-0-1, and uh, that way the, the road trip will be a big test coming on. Like I said, Capitals win 5-2. to and the sky's the limit for these guys. I don't. Uh, getting back to Evgeny Kuznetsov, this guy's got just an amazing talent. And I said last year before the Stanley Cup run, if the Caps were going to win, this was last year, last playoffs, if the Caps are going to win the Stanley Cup, Evgeny Kuznetsov has to stop being scared to be better than Ovechkin. Now, I mean that just got to be the best player he can be and let the, the chips fall where they may. And he showed that last year. He really turned it on in the playoffs, and he was the difference maker. He, he gave another second punch, a one, give one-two punch of Ovechkin and him, 
and they showed that the, those two Russians are about as talented and about as big a one-two punch as this uh, the NHL has right now. That's enough for hockey. This next part I'm going to go through. I have the Week Five Mo Nose Awards. Uh, missed last week with some NHL and some MLB stuff. Just kind of got lost in the mix, but I'm back. The Mono Sports Awards are back for Week Five. First off, the Ground and Pound Award—that's the best rusher of the week—that goes to Isaiah Crowell of the New York Jets, setting a Jets record, single-game record, with 219 rushing yards. Isaiah Crowell to the backfield. Crowell has room. Nice cut by Crowell. Crowell chewing up yards down the sideline. Isaiah Crowell could go. Touchdown, Jets. He's been a huge piece for the Jets this year. So far this season, through five games, he has 390 yards, five touchdowns. The Jets are 2-3, and three, but he has 200-yard-plus games, one of which was 102 yards on 10 carries week one. But more importantly... What earned him the award was 219 rushing yards on 15 carries, including that 77-yard touchdown that you heard, that you just heard. Isaiah Crowell came from Cleveland, and he's really getting a chance to shine in New York. We shall see what the future holds for him. But this week, Isaiah Crowell is the Monos Ground and Pound Award winner. Next up is the Mad Bomber Award. There's one person this week this could possibly go to, and it's this week... But it's also kind of a career achievement award, lifetime achievement award. It's Drew Brees. He passed Peyton Manning for number one on the all-time passing yards list. He now has 72,103 passing yards. And he broke the record on this 62-yard touchdown pass. Incredible. Brees. Wide open. Wide open. And Smith. What a way. To do it! Of course, he got to go on Monday Night Football to break this record. Same way he was on Monday Night Football to break the single season passing record. It's just crazy how that works out. Now, not only did he finish with 363 passing yards and three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 153.2, nearly perfect. But that 62 yard touchdown to Traquan Smith. Broke Peyton Manning's record and put him, and his three touchdowns put him at 499 for his career. His next touchdown after this week's bye week will be his 500th career touchdown. And now 500 career touchdown passes is something that the winner of the next award, the Sticky Fingers Award, knows a little something about. The Sticky Fingers Award this week goes to Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon. Now, He's been kind of a lightning rod throughout his career, but he wins the award this week for being the recipient of Tom Brady's 500th career touchdown pass. He also became the 71st different player to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. He wins the award on this pass, not only for it being the 500th touchdown pass of Tom Brady's career, Tom Brady threw the ball up in the air where he knew Josh Gordon would go up and get it. And go up and get it, he did. Brady now over 300 yards for the game, 83rd time in his career. Looking for all of it. Unloads to the end zone. Caught by Gordon. Touchdown, Patriots. 
He had two defenders around him, and he went up in the front of the end zone and caught the ball at its highest point and came down with it for a 34-yard touchdown pass. This catch, even though he only had two catches for 50 yards, the history of this pass is why Josh Gordon wins the Sticky Fingers Award for Week 5. Now, the Vinny Testaverde Comeback of the Week Award is kind of an interesting award this week. It goes to the Panthers beating the New York Giants 33-31. Now you might say, how can the Carolina Panthers, who led by double digits and led almost all of this game, win the Vinny Testaverde Comeback of the Week Award? This is exactly why. They did trail 3-0, and despite being up 20-10 and 27-16, and only falling behind with a minute and eight seconds left, Cam Newton led them down the field partially, and set Graham Gano up for the game-winning 63-yard field goal. And here is why they won the Vinny Testaverde Comeback of the Week Award. Trailing 31-30 to with time running out, Graham Gano did this. Ball is placed down. Gano from 63 yards out. It is good! 63 yards is amazing. Even more amazing, it was outside. 63 used to be unheard of. This record stood for years and years and years. Now you've had guys like Justin Tucker, Matt Prater. There's a few guys in the league that have this leg. Greg the leg, Zerline, could hit from this distance. Graham Gano, not really known for that. Out of, out of Florida State, Graham Gano, not really known for that. Despite being one of many Florida State kickers, including Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski, who had a 52-yarder just last week to win, well, Graham Gano did the same thing. That's why his Carolina Panthers, despite leading for the vast majority of the game, win the Vinny Testaverde Comeback of the Week Award for Week 5. Now, upset of the week. It'd be easy to go Bills over Titans, but the Bills were the Week 3 award winner, and I'm not going to give the Bills any award two times in a row. It's going to go for the Arizona Cardinals over the 49ers. The Cardinals win this award, one, for plays like this, from the 25-yard line, play action on first down and has a lot of time, and he's going to go deep, and there is Christian Kirk, who's wide open, and Kirk will score on the first play from scrimmage, 75 yards. And for avoiding their first 0-5 start in over 20 years, since the mid-90s. Despite some of the up-and-down seasons the Arizona Cardinals have had over the years, they haven't had an 0-5 start in decades. And they continue that trend. They are now 1-4. Josh Rosen looking better. Like that touchdown you heard to Christian Kirk, 75 yards on their first play from scrimmage when they were down 6 nothing. That made it 7-6. Plays like that. And the way this team has responded since Josh Rosen has taken over. David Johnson found the end zone twice from 2 yards out and 6 yards out. And the defense held on and won 28 to 18. So they were 1 and 4 on the year despite the fact that they beat a team that is also 1 and 4 now but was 1 and 3. They were 0 and 4 and the fact that they avoided their first 0 and 5 start of the year in decades. That's why they are my Mono Sports upset of the week winners for week 5. Now that's all the time I have tonight. It's 1:31 in the morning. I got to get up in a few hours and do it all over again. By the time you hear this, I will have gotten a few hours of sleep. Let me know what you think. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We are on iTunes now, as you can find us. Subscribe, like our Facebook page, do all those kinds of things. Show us some love. That's it for this edition of Mono Sports. Who knows what's going on in the world of sports? 
Mo knows. Shake, shake, a brand new set of moves that you don't.